thank you for joining us for this broadcast from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our broadcast with others. Now, we take you to the pulpit of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for making this an important part of your day and your week to worship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, I don't know about you, but I very much look forward to this time together, and I know that uh, there are many of you that have been kind of joining us online the last few weeks, and I know that you are grateful for being back uh, in, uh, in, in the building with us. Also, I know that there are still many of our number that are online. Uh, our online numbers have obviously been up over the last few weeks, and uh, for those of you that are join us, joining us through our virtual side this morning, uh, thank you for being here. I'm, I'm plugged in here with, with you as well, uh, looking and seeing who's with us. Uh, and it's always good to see those uh, joining us in spirit and virtually uh, this morning. I'm, I'm so glad that at this time of, of, of uncertainty that uh, we have the ability to stay connected uh, and, and for uh, those that are not with us physically to still be able to plug in to our time of worship and our classes together it is just such a, a good thing to be able to offer that. As we think about our time together, and I know that this is a, uh, I know that Sundays are a very positive day and good day to be with each other, but let me also encourage you uh, to be with us again on Wednesday nights. Uh, we have a number of different options kind of on Wednesday nights aside from our virtual side. Uh, Wiley has begun teaching. 2.30 class, and we'll be teaching it for the next few months, and he is not our, yeah, our 2.30 class, and you are teaching, what's the name of it again? What did Jesus teach? Uh, and he's starting, uh, that he started that class last week, and he'll be teaching it on, on uh, 2.30 on Wednesdays. Uh, this is a, a, a lot smaller number of people in a lot larger room, so if you want to come, uh, we, we've always kind of called it our high-risk class, but that's, uh, I don't really feel like a fair way to, to kind of title that class. It's just our afternoon class, and, and if you want to come to that class um, and, and have a, an environment that there's not as many people, uh, and you may feel a little bit safer in that moment, a little more comfortable, please come uh, and be in that class with Wiley and all those that, that meet in that class at 2.30 on Wednesday. Then, of course, we have our 6.30 class. Uh, David Albright is teaching uh, Esther, is that right, in, in the auditorium uh, at 6.30. And then we have a special youth group parents class um, that's going on in the fellowship hall. So if you are a youth group parent, uh, you can join us in the fellowship hall during that time as well. So we've got some good things going. Uh, please be sure to be back with us tonight as we have another time of study uh, in, uh, at 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, we'd love to have you back for that. Let's... Uh, let me, let me ask you some questions this morning as we kind of get into our lesson. Our lesson uh, comes from the text that was read earlier and, and the, the, the title of it, Come Unto Me. Um, so I'm going to ask you about some situations. And if over the past year you have dealt with one of these situations, I want you to raise your hand. Everybody just kind of look around. Um, if over the last year you've gotten into an argument with a family member, raise your hand. That should be just about everybody, right? Those that are not raising your hand, if you have lied this year, raise your hand. That's... Maybe you've gotten an unexpected bill or you've had some financial concerns over the last year. 
Okay, how many of you had your car break down or one of your vehicles break down over the last year? How many of you failed at something over the last year? Okay, um, how many of you felt afraid of something over the last year? Uh, maybe you felt hurt by someone's actions. Anybody felt hurt by someone's actions? Felt like giving up. Anybody? You were working on something, just felt like giving up. Um, how many of you have worried about something that maybe I didn't mention? Anybody just worried? How many of you have worried that you've been worrying too much? Any of you? Okay. I want you to think about our passage this morning that comes from Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's go back to the very beginning of this particular passage, and, and let me ask you the question, how many of you this morning come in and you feel weary and burdened? You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you come in this morning and you feel weary and burdened, and you're worrying about something, or you've got this concern that, that's uh, about something that's going on in your life? I truly believe uh, if, you, if, you, if you read through the book of Philippians, Philippians is a book about joy, but more importantly, it talks about things that steal and rob us of our joy. And one of the things that's not really um, discussed in a whole lot of places, but one very specific part of Philippians in particular, uh, is the idea of overcoming worry. And I believe worry, in the grand scheme of things, worry robs us of more joy than anything else. Worry robs us of more joy than anything else. Um, someone, you, you've heard the statistics Somebody give me a number. It's like 80, 90, 95% of the things that you worry about never happen. Have you ever heard that? Raise your hand. Have you ever heard that? Which just proves that worrying works, right? If you worry about something and it doesn't happen, people say, well, I guess it worked, right? I worried about it and it didn't play, take place. I would imagine that there are some of you this morning in this room that come into this room with the hope and the desire to worship God, but those things that you worry about this morning will still weigh he more heavy on your heart then your desire to put all of your focus on God. And so this morning, in, in light of kind of where we are uh, in, our, in our world and, and in our year, the things that we're maybe dealing with, I just want to take some time and talk about this idea of Jesus saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. So let's go to God in prayer, and then we'll get into some conversation together. God, I thank you so much for the time that we get to be in this room together, for those that are with us uh, virtually this morning and those that are here physically. We, we are so glad that spiritually we are connected today. And we thank you for the opportunity to lift our voices in praise to you this morning, to gather around your table and remember the sacrifice of your son. We thank you for the prayers that have been said, the scriptures that have been read this morning. We thank you for the worship that has taken place. And now as we take time to study God and to be encouraged, help us to just let go of the worries and the fears that we have in our life. Help us to just put you at the center of everything and focus on you no matter how big the waves are around us. Help us to just focus on you as our, as our anchor point, God, that keeps us centered 
that keeps us focused, that keeps us grounded, that keeps us safe in the middle of a challenging time. We thank you for Jesus and his sacrifice, his death on the cross. And it's in his name that we come before you this morning. Amen. So here's the first thing that I want you to think about with me this morning as we get into some discussion together on this passage is worry attacks both the strong and the weak. Have you ever thought about that? Worry attacks both both the strong and the weak. As we talk about our faith many times, we talk about the process of growing. And as you grow, there will be certain challenges in your life that uh, as you maybe have some immature faith, that those challenges are greater And as you grow, you ought to be able to overcome those challenges, okay? So as you grow in your faith, you ought to be able to be stronger in your faith, more grounded in your faith. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we give the impression that you should get to a point where you don't have any challenges at all. But that's not true. But the truth of the matter is, with worry, I believe with worry, out of every other challenge that we face, face, that no matter how strong or weak our faith may be, Worry is something we're going to have to deal with. Worry is something that we're going to have to face, those challenging moments that are going to consume us, those challenging moments that are going to overwhelm us are always going to be there. The question becomes, how how do we approach God in that moment? So from, from a mature standpoint, from a mature standpoint, we ought to go to God with our worries, with this idea. Trust in the Lord all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I think in that passage, the the key is we get to a point that we learn to not lean on our own understanding. And that's a struggle, isn't it? It's a struggle to not want to do things our way, to truly trust in God. But for some of us, we are more like David in, in Psalms chapter 22. What does he say? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer answer by night, but I find no rest. How many of you has that ever described that you just talk to God, you talk to God, you talk to God, and you wonder, God, are you even listening? Do you hear what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm asking for answers and they're not there. And and I cry out to you and then I I go to bed at night and I just find no rest. How many of you have ever had restless nights and you've prayed about it and you've talked about it? So we, we, we come to God in a lot of different ways in our faith. But I want you to know something. I want you to know that no matter what we do, no matter what we ask for, no matter where we are, God says, come to me. Come to me. Listen to this. He says, come to me when your world seems upside down. Come to me when it seems like your world is spinning out of control. Come to me when every fiber of your body says run away. Come to me when it seems like the world is fixing to implode. He says, come to me, all you who are weary, burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. I will give you rest. Blair and I were talking couple of nights ago. We've been reading some different people's posts on Facebook and having conversations with people. And she said, she said, if you really look at it, she said, everybody's scared right now. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, everybody is scared that they're going to get sick, that they are sick, and they're scared about what's going to happen after they're sick. 
You know, that, this is kind of the world we, how many of you have worried about these, this illness, this COVID stuff that's going around and you've done it? You, you've, I'm worried about going to this place. I'm worried about going to that place. I'm worried about, I'm worried about all these things. And here's what I've learned over the last few years. Over the last few years, I have learned maybe more than ever in my life that worry breeds an environment of insecurity and uncertainty. Think about that. Worry breeds an environment of insecurity and uncertainty. So the more we look at something and worry about it, the more our kind of mental state begins to be insecure, not just about that one thing that we're worrying about, but all these other things. It branches out into, into all of uh, my other activities of life, into the other things that I think. It branches off into the way that I pray. So the, the thing, the challenge is, as we grow in our faith and try to have this grounded faith, is that instead of, instead of worrying and focusing on the negative, our first thing we focus on is who? Jesus. As Joshua becomes the leader of the Israelite nation, and you've heard me talk about this and, and preach this and teach on this, but I think it's so important. God says, your success is going to come by meditating on the Word of God. Now, Joshua is going to become the leader of an entire nation, but not only is he the political leader, he's a political leader, he's also a military leader. And to some degree, he is the spiritual leader, although the high priest took care of a lot of that. Do you think, though, as the leader of a nation who is at war, do you think Joshua had a lot to worry about? Had a lot to worry about. I love the pictures of presidents as they become president, and then they show their aging as they go through office, and they tend to age faster as president than most people at that age because of the worry and the stress that this individual goes through as being our leader. He had plenty to worry about, and God said, look, <coughs> your success comes from, from what? meditating on the Word of God. Now, you've heard me say this before, but I want to reiterate it. How many of you know how to meditate? Raise your hand. How many of you practice meditation? Okay. How many of you just would sit here and say, I have no clue how to meditate? Like, I hear about it. It's like it's this crunchy thing that people do, you know, meditation. How many of you, like, I have no clue how to meditate? What if I told you this morning that everybody in this room knows how to meditate? Would you believe me? You believe me that everybody in this room knows how to meditate? I'm going to tell you how I know you know how to meditate because everybody has already admitted you worry. And worry is negative meditation. Worry is taking this idea, I'm going to worry about this thing right here, whatever this thing might be, and I'm going to worry about it, and it's going to grow, and it's going to, I'm going to worry about not just this situation, but how is it going to affect this situation, this situation, this situation, this situation, this situation over here, I'm going to worry about because it could become this over here, it could become that over there, or this could happen, or that could happen. If that happens, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen over here. And I lay down at night, and all I think about is this thing that might happen and could happen, but it might not happen if this happens. I could not say that again if I had to. <coughs> How many of you are guilty of that? Meditating on the Word of God is doing that very thing, but you go... Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Okay, that's how this affects me in this moment. But as I meditate on it, okay, so I've got this moment over here I'm worrying about, and I'm going to think about how does this 
passage affect this moment? How does this passage affect this moment? And as I think about this passage, oh, this passage comes to my mind. And when I think about this passage, I think about how it can affect this moment over here that I'm worrying about. That is meditation. We all know how to do it. We just tend to do it in a negative way. But to grow in our faith, to overcome worry, to overcome these challenges that we're in, and to really come to God and lay these things down, our focus and our meditation has to be on the things of God not the things that we are worrying about. Follow with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Here's another way he puts it. Let us draw near to God with the sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So there's this action here. There's this process that we must take in our life as we draw near to God. Let's not let our worries and our anxieties separate us from God. Rather, let it motivate us to draw closer to Him. Okay, so this next idea that I want us to talk about is this idea that sometimes worry also indicates a lack of trust. Worry indicates a lack of trust. In Genesis chapter 3, the serpent comes to Eve, and what does he do? He lies. So in chapter 3 of of that chapter, uh, he, he comes and he says, God has said, you must not eat of the fruit that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. But the serpent responds, you will surely not die. So let me ask you this question. Even in the most worrisome times, is God for us or is he against us? Is he for us or is he against us? Because what Satan wants to do is he wants to lie to us and convince us that if God really loved you, this wouldn't happen. This thing that you're worrying about, these negative things that are going on in your life, if God really loved you, these things wouldn't happen. One of my favorite stories along that train of thought comes from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. (coughs) And they're all fixing to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And as they're standing before Nebuchadnezzar, this is their response to him. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hands. Let's stop right there and think, do we have that much faith in God that no matter what's going on in our life, God can rescue us from that? That is such a powerful idea that sometimes we look at and go, well, people with great faith think that. No, people of any faith should be able to believe that because that is who God is. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. God is the greatest. The greatest problem with worry and anxiety, I believe, a lot of times lies in our trust in God. When we worry... We are essentially spending time trying to figure out how I can fix the problem. Think about that for a second. When we're worrying, what we're worrying about is how am I going to fix this? How am I going to fix that? What can I do to prevent this from happening? Our focus is on who? Ourselves. Our focus is on ourselves. So our worry a lot of times is self-inflicted. Okay, because we're so focused on what I can do and what I more than likely can't do to fix the situation that I forget, I forget what God can do. So we need to make sure we're focused in the right direction. 
The last thing I want us to think about together is this idea that worry hinders action. Worry hinders action. I have found out that worry takes up a lot of time. Worry takes up a lot of time. And, and what I'm, it's something we all do, but what I mean by that is a lot of times we may sit somewhere and worry about something instead of using that energy and that time and that moment to do something positive, to do something in the kingdom, to do something for someone, to be thinking about or praying or meditating on a scripture. I, um, I read this story um, this story one time about a patient in a hospital and he stood all day and listened with his ear up against the wall and the nurses walked by and just kind of watched him. He just, he just listened to the wall all day long. And finally, he looked at one of the nurses. He said, come here. She goes, what is it? He said, listen. She puts her ear up next to the wall. She says, I can't hear anything. He said, I know it's been that way all day. So unproductive, right? And worry is the same way. Worry accomplishes absolutely nothing. And so how do we overcome that? We get busy. We, 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 we move into a positive direction. So a couple of passages, Ephesians chapter 6, 13 through 14, the armor of God. Therefore, put on the armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. But what's the first thing that he says here? Therefore, what? Put on. Is putting on a passive thing or an engaging thing? It's an engaging thing. It's something you have to do. Instead of letting worry keep you from being effective, keep you from being busy, find something that pushes you into action. And he's going to go on and talk about the rest of these things. <coughs> I didn't put it in here, but uh, we, we talk about our passage from Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. What? Rejoice. Rejoicing is an active thing. And then he says, by prayers and petitions, let your, let your request be known to God. Prayer and petition, that's an active thing. Presenting your request to God, that's an active thing. Instead of allowing worry to keep you from being inactive, instead of it hindering what you're able to do, find things that put you in motion with God. Take our bulletin, and go home and pray about the people that are listed in our bulletin. Take time and, and, and write cards to individuals and send them something. Find something that may be so simple, but yet it keeps you from sitting there and worrying about other people, about other people. Worrying about things is something that we're going to do. Okay, we're not going to be able to stop it. We're going to worry. The question is, how limited can we make that in our life? How limited can we make that in our life? There was this guy who always worried. He worried about his children, about his job, about his wife, about his health. Any of you that you qualify as that? You need to do what this guy did. One day, a friend of his noted that he seemed extremely calm and peaceful. He said, why are you so calm? He said, you always worry about everything. What happened? He said, well, I just hired a man to worry about it for me. And he looked at him and said, are you paying him? He said, yeah. He goes, how much are you paying him? He said, $1,000 a week. The man replied, $1,000 a week. <coughs> you can't afford $1,000 a week. The warrior responded, 
That's his problem. I'll let him worry about that. The good news for you and I is we have a Savior. And what does he said? He says, let me worry about it. Let me worry about it for you. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So what's weighing on your heart this morning? What's keeping you from having that intimate relationship with God? What's keeping you from having that intimate relationship with your brothers and sisters? What are you worrying about? First Peter 5, verse 7, he says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. God has said, Jesus has said, the Holy Spirit has said, let me worry about it for you. Let me take these burdens off of you so that you can live a productive life, a carefree life, a loving life for me and for my kingdom. Let's go to God in prayer as we close. God, I thank you for the opportunity once again to be in your presence. And I know this morning, so many of us come to you with a heart of worry because God, we're, we're in this roller coaster of, of COVID, of, of challenges, God, of doubt, of concern. And when we take all of those emotions and, and we ball them up inside of us, God, it's so easy for them to turn to worry. You've told us not to do that. And that's something that just sounds so great and so wonderful. But so many times it's so hard to do. So as we come before you this morning in prayer and worship and song, help us to allow this moment to give us the ability to refocus, to meditate back on you and not on the negative things of this life, to focus on your hope, to focus on your grace, to focus on your assurance, to focus on the promises that you've made, that you will always be with us, that you'll never forsake us. Help us remember that you are the great I am, that you were here before us, you'll be here after us, and you'll be with us for all of eternity. Help us to take those things and strengthen, strengthen our life to where we minimize our worries and we maximize your presence in our life. Help us to just let go of those things, God. Help us to lay them at your feet this morning. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. There is beyond the azure blue a God concealed from human sight. If this program has been beneficial to you, please consider subscribing on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast provider. Also, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist us in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. We'd love even more for you to join us in person. We are located at 2309 9th Avenue in Haleyville, Alabama. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to join us again. And until then, remember, we are a Church of Christ caring for its community. This is inspired.